Hi, you're listening to the Slow Brow Pod. I'm Swedish lowbrow artist Anneli Olander Berglund, and I started this pod because I wanted to open a discussion about art and life, unfiltered and inspirational. I sometimes get emails from artists who have become parents, and they wonder how I do it, and they want to hear inspirational stories of women who can have it all. I don't say I'm one of those women, but I am slowly trying to find my way there. And I was thinking, let's try to find them together. In my pod, I'll share some tricks on my trade and interviews with other artists. And I'm also happy to share your questions. Welcome. So this is the first episode and I've been trying to record it now a couple of times and I suppose since my children are home with the flu there will be a few pauses maybe but yeah this is very much my art life uh, me trying to do a little bit of work uh, at at this time with the flu going on um, podding could be the only thing that I can do at the moment I'm recording this pod without any interviews today and that is because I wanted to put something out there so that the people I will eventually ask have something to listen to and get an idea of what I'm doing. So for today's pod I'll be offering you an art tip and it's not uh, originally from me, it's actually from the Swedish artist Lars Lerin. He's very talented and I was watching a documentary and he gave me a tip and I tried it and it was good. So I'm going to share it with you. Also, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, predictability in art. I find myself uh, not very sure if I'm predictable or not. Uh, um, it's nice to to be coherent in what you do. Uh, it's nice for curators at uh, art galleries to sort of know what to expect. But in the end it's also important for an artist to feel free to experiment and I'm doing that a lot. Uh, if you follow my work you can see that uh, I've been venturing back to acrylics on canvas and back to my comic roots. I've been missing it a lot and it's also very quick and easy like straight from heart out to canvas way of expressing something. It's, uh, you can use so many metaphors, so many feelings and just, mm, yeah, right now I'm creating a city and I'll be making lots of cities and uh, lots of uh, scenes happening within the cities. And it's, for me, it's like meditation, but after a while when you need to color it and reapply some of the line art, you really start questioning what I'm doing because it's it's so time com consuming but um, uh, yeah I, I like it a lot but uh, usually I work with ink and watercolors a lot that's how most people know my work I guess but I'm very happy to hear have you here as a new listener and not familiar with my work it actually doesn't really matter not that your opinion doesn't matter or that I don't appreciate followers of my work finding me here that's that's just lovely but but you're all very welcome male and female. This is sort of the, um, the pod for artists and uh, artists who are parents, but anyone with an art interest, I hope, can, can get something from this pod. For the art tip, getting back to that, uh, what you need is thick watercolor paper. It should be heavy 
uh, or it might not be able to hold all the water. This is for all people working in watercolors and ink, maybe even if you dilute uh, acrylics with lots of water you could use this technique. Um, and uh, it's originally from Lars Lerin, L-A-R-S-L-E-R-I-N. You can Google him and you'll love him, I guess. I do, anyway. And uh, the tip was to use one of those regular spray cans that you spray your plants with. Fill it up with water and uh, if you want to create more light after applying a coat of color while you're still working at this, it, I guess it has to be wet and not too dry in between. It, it depends on what colors you use. There could be a different uh, effect if you use it once it's dry, but, but he was using it wet in wet. So he wanted to create more light after applying his coat of colors and he was just spraying tons of water and created this you know really soft spread light effect where the water was pushing away the pigments and i did try it i tried it first on ink and uh, you got all these you know whites and grays and uh, it, it was very dramatic looking and i i ended up so excited that i totally ruined the, the picture and all the expensive papers, but that's how you learn. Um, also using it on, with watercolors and, and colors, having them, you know, fade and become becoming almost pastel. That's it's really fun. So you should try that. Uh, bring out your spray can, fill it with water and just go bananas. Experiment. Uh, use heavy paper or it might rip. So I just realized that you were listening to My Little Pony in the background um, just now, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's very much uh, the soundtrack of my day, having the kids home. And uh, it won't be like this every episode, uh, because I do have my kids in, in school. But at times like this, um, you either choose between not doing something at all, or you do it during these different circumstances. And that's pretty much sums up how I work as well. I've had to shift things around in order to actually be able to continue to do what I used to do. I used to be sort of like a workaholic, working several jobs at the same time, um, doing both illustration work and, and uh, you know, putting work out in galleries and, and things like that. So um, I had to, I had to really step back in order to see how I was supposed to work today. And I'm still figuring it out, I guess, but um, I feel more confident at this time. In the beginning of the pod, I was uh, mentioning, I was thinking a lot about uh, predictability. And I was thinking a lot about Picasso, actually. I wondered if Picasso had Instagram, what people would tell him, would they say, dude, I'm not into cubism. You should go back to the bullfighting arenas and sketch those bulls. I, I really think that should be something, you know, that you'll be something if you, if you do that. If he was getting feedback from anybody, the way that artists get feedback today. Um, I also wonder if people thought that he was predictable. Could you really tell from his early work that that was a Picasso? And then he moved on and trying different styles because it did change a lot. And he was experimenting throughout his career. He was doing 
ceramics, he was doing drawing and painting and he was doing landscapes and then he was doing these cubistic uh, violin players and yeah so he he tried a lot of things um i'm gonna send this question out to you guys how do you feel about it do you feel like it's very important to instantly recognize an artist's work is it less good if you didn't know that it was this specific artist. I'll be really, really happy to, to read any comments regarding this because, uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it. And I've been talking to my artist friends and we're all thinking about it. Um, and with that, I'm going to say goodbye for now, actually. I'm wishing you a really happy day and uh, I hope you enjoyed this pod. Welcome to the second episode of the Slow Brow Show. Today I have a wonderful guest, very inspiring, strong, intelligent. Her name is Linnea Strid and I made a description about her and her art that I think is a good reflection of what, how I see her. She's like a shimmering stone mid a pearl necklace reflecting the white and black pearls making everything make sense in the best poetic way. So she really takes the darkness and the light along with her personal story in her imagery and uh, if you don't know who she is you can just google her name she has a quite big following and she's very very present on the on the internet <laughs> so yeah you should really check her out